Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, August 27th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Gelato AMA, hosted by Cosmos Haas. Let's take a listen. How you guys doing this morning? Well, I guess it could be afternoon or evening, wherever you're at, I guess. I don't know where you guys are at. Uh, for me, I'm actually in New York, so it is super you know, early in the morning. It's like 1030, just had some coffee, no breakfast yet. So it's going perfectly well. How about you? Yeah, same. I'm in PA, so we're same time zone. But yeah, I just I was up super late last night, so I'm a little bit disoriented right now. But um, yeah, but same uh, same here. Went to hot pot last night. Had a crap ton of food, crap ton of sake. Woke up this morning like, oh man, I feel a little uh, tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I went out last night, and then I. Uh, I got back and then I like passed out for a little bit, but then I got up and I was like super wide awake. Too much caffeine yesterday. <laughs> I was up to like, I don't know, definitely after three o'clock in the morning. So I'm a little out of it right now. You said you live in uh, PA, right? Yep. Yeah, I actually have a house up in efforts. So I love going up there to skateboard and stuff, you know, a bunch of wineries, but I fucking love PA. Yeah, it's real beautiful. Like I live in the mountains, so like I'm on the west side of the state. But, but yeah, I mean, um, I've been all over the place. I've traveled everywhere. I just like PA and P. You know, and and what's better, what's good about it now is, you know, uh, selfishly, if you want to call it with global warming or whatever, we we rarely even get any snow where I'm at anymore. So it's not even cold that much anymore. Like it does get a little dreary, uh, probably right after Thanksgiving time, right around there till about um february like the, the the only problem i have is not not the temperature wise it's just the lack of sun man like you can go for real you can go like i don't know i swear sometimes like a month or so with rare without the sun rarely ever coming out which gets like kind of depressing to be honest with you <laughs> yeah that sounds depressing i went to school in utica new york and apparently they had one of the highest like rate of depression like everyone needed like medical grade vitamin d I was like, what the hell is happening? And being there for four years, like, oh, not a lot of sun. Everyone's kind of depressed. But yeah, I get you, man. That shit sucks. Yeah, it's the worst. I'm like, damn, I just want the sun to come out. And then if it gets cold, usually if it's really, really cold, the sun will be out. Like, it's it's how the weather is here. Like, if it's super cold, that means the sun's out. It looks like if you look outside, you're like, oh, it looks nice out, but it's freezing because the sun's out. <laughs> and it doesn't snow that much anymore, though. It used to, like, when I was younger, it would snow all the time. And actually lay now it's it's the opposite if it does snow it's like a dusting and then the next day it's in the like upper 40s low like low 50s and just rains all day and the sun doesn't come out so yeah it that's the only problem i have with it so eventually i probably will be a snowbird or or winter bird or whatever you want to call them here that they they like flock to florida or whatever during uh like right right after thanksgiving time then they come back um 
usually in April, May, and then because the weather's perfect right now, it's it's nice out right now. So honestly, I feel like you kind of have to do it. When I was younger, I was like, oh, I'm going to be in New York forever, you know, because you think like hardship is cool to some degree. But the older I get, I'm like, no, man, like I don't want to be cold and freezing. You know, New York is amazing during fall. Maybe I'll go somewhere else when it's horrible out here. But I feel like, you know, because like work from home is kind of taking off and people who kind of work from wherever they want and Web3 is exploding. I think we're going to see more of that. People just traveling around and living in their perfect climate versus being stuck in city situations, hopefully. Yeah, that's the goal, man. Like I've been grinding in this space really since uh, re- realistically shortly after uh, COVID happened, probably pretty much in the summer of, of COVID. And then, uh, you know, I got to travel around, do some live events in Florida and Texas. And I think I'm sitting out Cosmoverse in, uh, in sep- next month or whatever. But, you know, that's I, I got invited to get on to Florida and work at that, the central at Miami in, in November. I'll probably go to that. And, yeah, I mean, it's just nice. Like, there's no borders in, in Web3. So, you know, you can just go wherever. Like, literally, you could just go anywhere and work. You know, you have a laptop or computer set up, go there, explore and, and work and get everything done. And not, not only just with like crypto, but just in general, like you're saying, I mean, I, I personally still have an in real life job and I'm, a, I'm an accountant. So I basically do like taxes and stuff all day from like eight to four, which is super boring. And, but I get to do it from home. So like I, I could sit here and just, you know, mess around and, and multitask and get stuff done. And it, it's a lot better. You know, I probably, to be honest with you, if they're like, Hey, you had to go to the, to the office, I probably would quit. Cause I'm just, I'm kind of over it in general. And, um, yeah, it just makes no sense. Like my job, I never had to really deal with people in person anyhow. So it's like, what the hell? Why do I need to be in a, a physical location? And um, and like with my job, they were all about preaching about, you know, conserving energy and, and being more efficient. And it would be just so such a lot, you know, such a slap in the face if they're like, oh, no, you know, you guys are going to have to come back now whenever they were preaching about the other things. And, and it's just beneficial for everyone, you know, not even including like the employers because they can save on, you, you know, all the bills and everything. It's just, it's just the better way around if you can go about it. I mean, not everyone's job can be sitting in, in their house in their freaking sweatpants or whatever, but if they can, I mean, why not? So. No, I agree, man. Uh, in the pandemic, I actually worked for Zillow full-time while doing Gelato full-time and other things, and I was happy. They were one of the first tech companies like, hey, pandemic's here. You know, we're doing really well. Everyone's spread out across the country. Our productivity is high. And they were like, hey, let's just go full work time, you know, work from home. And it's been incredible ever since, you know, because of that type of flexibility, I feel like I have great like work-life balance, which allows me to like do stuff like gelato, you know, be with my family, do hobbies. Like I hope other companies do that. I'm kind of sad that Google, I think even Facebook to a degree, they're like asking some people to come back. Like that kind of sounds horrible. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I think a lot of it, too, is management, like even with my job. So like when I was at the office, um, since I'm experienced in doing my job and I, to be honest with you, I was like a dick, but I don't really need any help with my in real life job ever. And my I had an older boss and we were on the same page. It was like, hey, I'm never going to bring you work ever unless I really need need you for something, which is like maybe once a year. I, I've been at my job for seven years. So it's like once a year, maybe I need you for something and it's or whatever. And he was real cool with it. I never gave him work. He ne- and he literally in return, he never bothered me about anything. He was a real cool guy. Like he liked talking about sports. I'm rolling the sports. And, like that's the only conversations we ever had. 
And then he retired, uh, I don't know, maybe like six months ago or so, maybe five months ago. I don't remember exactly what. And I got a new new boss, and uh, and she's been doing my job before me, less than me, for like a couple of years, which is fine. Like I didn't want the I didn't want the position that you know I didn't even want that one because it's a lot more work and annoyance and all that type of stuff, but. Uh, she she just bothers me about the dumbest shit, right? Like it's like, hey, did you get that email? And then like I look at the emails, and there's so many of them, and they're all bullshit. It's like like it's like I'm not a child. Like you don't have to babysit me, right? And like, and she wants you to respond back to every email and say okay, like like acknowledge you received them, and it'll be about the dumbest shit. And I, I just it pisses me off more than the other. It's like I feel like I'm a child being babysat. You know, it's like I don't need this. And then uh, you know, it's just like leave me alone. And then we had to go to the office a couple times ever, for for no reason, just because like they the middle management or whatever you want to call them, they don't feel like they're important anymore because like we're all working from home and and their job really to be honest with you like my it's my supervisor is it's really not a necessary job anymore. It, it, they could they could get rid of them in in, in essence um, because they don't really do too much when it comes to like our job. It's more just oversight and just bullshit work clerical bullshit and i didn't want any of that and um yes it's just driving me nuts dude i'm like can you just leave me alone like let me do my job i'll never give you work and leave me be so it's it's at that point where i'm really hoping soon you know i get some get get some legitimate stuff in this space where i could just kind of you know have that flexibility of telling my real job and just to piss off and leave me alone and i could just do this 24 7 because i mean i get to do a lot of this even when i'm from home but i like to hop on calls i would love to do more spaces during the day because you know obviously not everyone's in america so like when i do usually do my spaces it only caters to essentially americans so it's it's kind of annoying that's why i've been trying to do these shows uh saturday morning because i can hit a different market and um because the the crypto doesn't revolve around america that's that's for sure like if america didn't exist like crypto is still going to go on so like that's just a fact and um i think a lot of times being an american you have this like persona that the world revolves around america but really it's not that way so that's just my point about that but all right well if you wanted to add to that but we got everyone here it looks like we can get going hey hoss it's homestead um What's going Can on? Can some stuff for people jumping in the space to see? Yeah. Like hey, uh, abs- the games we've got this weekend and things like that. You mind if I yeah, man. pin some yep. tweets and things? Feel free. Just do as many as you want. I always tell everyone that I do, when I do these shows, I'm like kind of a boomer with my phone. So like I do not post. I don't I don't even have to pin things. I not <laughs> so just do it up, bro. I'm all good with that. But um yeah, so you know, what I usually do is just an open format, kind of introduce yourself, like how you got into crypto, um, and kind of pass the bar, pass the mic around and we can just go from there. Cool. I'll definitely kick it off. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Risby, and I actually live in New York City. I'm a Brooklyn native. You know, I've been here my entire life. And for me, I've always like loved technology. I've been part of Web 1.0, you know, building servers, deploying, you know, websites and whatnot. You know, Web 2.0 really caught my attention. And to me, I kind of followed the tech and, and it naturally ended up to Web 3.0. And, you know, crypto is great for all the investment reasons and whatnot. But the, from the actual, like, technical point of view, it's really amazing what you can do. Being able to run, like, a full application without, you know, any real backend where you know, it's fully on the blockchain, that's so mind-blowing to me. 
So I knew it's something I've always wanted to do and build some type of game or application or something within Web3. And, you know, uh, I think it was last year, my other co-founder, sadly, he's not here. He's moving today. Daniel, we were kind of brainstorming stuff. I was like, wait a second. You know, what if we build some type of gaming platform and eventually evolved into like, what if it was like a decentralized casino? What if we did these other things? And then it took sort of evolved from there. And we were originally going to go to Solana, but, you know, due to a lot of issues and whatnot, we're like, you know, let's see what else is out there. And Cosmos just felt like the right place, you know, reading all the documentations and whatnot, you know, interacting with the community. To me, it seems like it's really the next internet. Like IBC is a game changer. To me, like the fact that we have that type of tech just blows my mind. And that's just kind of how Gelato came to be. We're like, hey, you know, we have a great home. We have this great idea. And when we started, we just kind of just like slowly, you know, gave people sneak previews of what we were working on. And people really liked it. And I think that's kind of what motivated us. We're like, hey, let's keep building this. And it's really been incredible seeing all the support, having, you know, thousands of people actually play our beta games and whatnot. It's still all pretty mind blowing. Yeah, man, I love hearing everyone's story about like Cosmos. So, you know, people in here may know my story, but like I was saying earlier, I got into crypto shortly after COVID happened. And, um, you know, traditionally, I just did what everyone else does. You go on YouTube, you check out what's going on. You find Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe Cardano, maybe some some other ones on the top. And then you, you know, you get your feet wet, so to speak. And then I just kept asking myself questions. I'm really competitive. So I wanted to know everything. I'm like, hey, these, these make sense. But like, how can I send data from this place to that place? Basically, at the end of the day, it's kind of the question I asked myself. And then I started digging in. Like, well, how does that, how does that work? And then, you know, I found that it was, it was like duct tape, right? Like, you know, you got to send this to this, this person here. And then you got to trust that person. And then they give you like a fake version of, of that asset. And then you get to go mess around on this other place. And I'm like, nah, that doesn't make any sense. And then um, so I kind of just was like, all right, I'm just really going to stick to like Bitcoin right now because this the tech doesn't seem like it's there yet because um, it just seems so. Fr- I, I said it to myself. It seems like it's so fragmented. And I, I almost use like metaphors at the time. I'm like, well, it'd be like me going into like a like a Starbucks or something. And I have some sort of mobile device that isn't compatible with their wi-fi and other people do and i'm like yeah this doesn't make any sense and um like literally so i kind of like lost a little bit of interest i'm like all right whatever i'll just kind of do my thing and then um i then i got i went on vacations that summer and i came back and and i was like all right well let me you know keep keep digging keep digging you can't find anything on youtube about cosmos first off but anyhow i um i i was following this one guy his name's GDLT, and like he just basically his his like uh, strategy was just to cover all of crypto. He had no alliances, um, and he he. I was like, hey man, this is like right after Osmosis launched. I was like, hey, outside the top two hundred, you know what what do you have your eye on? And he instantly said Osmosis, and I was like, hey, what's that? He kind of explained it's like Uniswap, which I've used plenty of times. So I'm like, okay, well, let's see what that is. But he's like, it's its own chain, so it's going to be even better. He's he's like, I really like the technology. You know, the founder seems, you know, he was talking about Sunny a little bit. So the, essentially what I did was, you know, I did a little bit of recon. I looked at it. I was like, holy shit, like this seems like a scam. Like these APRs are insane. But I was like, I'll throw in some fun money. If I, lo- if I lose it all, it's whatever. And then as I was doing that, 
you know, I used the used the attack, and I'm like, damn, this is legit. Like, it's just so smooth. Like that happened. That worked like effortlessly, as opposed to, you know, I used Uniswap a bunch of times, and it wasn't really. I always say customer experience. It really wasn't a good customer experience. And um, you know, like I'm an investor. I've always been an investor, and one of the things I always invest in are things that I like or use or understand from a day to day. I never really invest in things I don't understand or don't use personally, right? which is my financial advice for people out there anyhow. But um, so I used osmosis and I was like, oh shit, this is legit. And then I did, I started like researching the hell out of Sonny. Like I was listening to some of his podcasts from back in the day. I seen where he started, what he did. And then, um, then I just started really, no pun intended, I went down the rabbit hole, so to speak, on Cosmos technology. And I was like, holy shit, like this is the future. Like, this is how all these different chains, like I was saying before, like how you can send data from one one chain to another or, or one, I, I was saying at the time, like one island or one planet from another. And um, w- without there being all these prefixes in front of it, without you having to worry, because I studied like relayers, the Merkle proof, like just went on and on. Like I just dug in. And then I just focused on it after that. You know, I really kind of pretty much went all in on, on like osmosis right in that summer of it launching just started grabbing all kinds of different IBC assets. And then um, I got involved like with Telegram and stuff with Osmosis just because I wanted to and I had the time to. And, and um, you know, I was just helping out. They started up a support lab and they asked me, would I like to be a part of it? I said, absolutely. And I did that until pretty recently, until basically the market conditions. And, um, you know, as I was doing that, I didn't even mean to like grow a brand or a marketing thing. I just was like, I know uh, Twitter's the way to get knowledge out there and my my goal from the whole thing of it was just to help mitigate the people that are working like nine to five jobs that kind of understand what crypto is but they don't have the time to do all the research and it's just been my mission since day one is to help give back and and just help literally answer anyone's questions and kind of help put the pieces together behind the scenes because all the developers like you guys and stuff are they're building cool things and you don't really have all this time to sit here and just answer everyone's dms over and over and over and have twitter spaces and help you know create content and things of that nature so it's kind of been my backstory i am super bullish on the technology sometimes i ask myself like how does this all work financially in the long run long run and i don't know maybe it does maybe it doesn't but if crypto is going to go to where we think it's going to go there's just zero chance that ibc is not like front and center of that movement because we are the only ones building all this infrastructure so you can do these types of things and you can go from one chain to the other without like literally you're not even gonna have to know you're doing it right like it's just like web 2 you go on a website you go on this other one you don't give a shit it's pinging from this server to that server you just know it's going to work and that's how ibc is so that's my journey and i'm so bullish on the technology it's amazing like you were saying and um yeah man it's this that's i'm glad you guys are here and i'm glad you shared that but anyhow, that's my story, and I am the biggest fanboy of all time of, of Cosmos. I always say I'm going out on my sword with Cosmos. I am, I, I'm an IBC maxi for for sure. So, it's funny. I feel like we have a very similar story of how we got into Cosmos. Uh, like when Cosmos kind of started uh, took off, or started taking off, someone at my work company posted something on our crypto channel. Go, here's this thing called Osmosis. Exactly how you described it, they described it to me. They were talking about the founder. I was like, oh, what is this thing? And sort of when I first opened it up, I was like, oh, wow, this looks so easy and intuitive. So I created a Kepler wallet. I went through the process, bought some Osmo. The first time I bought Osmo, like, I was like, what the hell is happening here? But, you know, I did my first LP. And all of that kind of just drew me into the ecosystem. I started reading, with, like, what Sunny's done, his thoughts on things. 
I don't know if a lot of people know how amazing Sunny is, but I would love to share a quick Sunny story. I think it was earlier this year, Daniel and I had this idea for Gelato, as I was saying, and we're like, hey, man, we want to bounce this idea off someone. So I went, found Sonny, found his email, and I sent him a random email. I was like, hey, you know, there's two dudes from you know, Brooklyn. We have this idea. We kind of want to run some stuff by you. He's like, yo, let's go grab a drink. Within like, I think 24 hours, we were like somewhere in Manhattan grabbing a drink with this guy, telling him our idea. It was initially some sort of like liquid staking we're thinking about where you would participate in, you know, games. But then he was like, hey, you should do this. You should do that. And, you know, he doesn't always interact with everyone within the community, but every once in a while he does say stuff that's like, oh, shit. You know, like earlier today, we were talking about how we do randomness fully on chain. And he's like, hey, maybe you guys should do X, Y, and Z instead. And now Daniel has some ideas on how to improve our algorithm even further. So the fact that people like Sunny exist out there, even Shane from Stargaze, we met him at a party, told him about our idea. He was super supportive. And, you know, and now we have an NFT series that's going to be launching on Stargaze. So, and even people like you, you know, you guys are just spreading all this information. The tech's amazing. And I hope, you know, I feel like it's going to be very soon, but I think Cosmos will be like the next blue chip, like crypto out there. Like IBC is going to kind of connect everything. Yeah, it's amazing. So like to, to show Sonny even more is I honestly, I think July or yeah, July, end of July or so of last year, was the first time I in my life I ever even had Twitter. Like I'm 36, so like I didn't really. I'm a real private person. I didn't like social media and all that shit. But I understood like, hey, this is the way to like learn in this space. So I, I started one up, and for the first you know four or five months or so, all I did was just research stuff. I didn't even really, I don't even know if I really even posted anything back in. And um, anyhow, so when I started to get more involved in in uh, just put, start t- putting out some threads and things of that nature. I remember one night, it was like a Friday night, and I didn't even know what Twitter space was at the time. And I had a couple, I had a couple whiskeys or whatever, and I was just kind of listening in. Guys were talking about Cosmos. And I just like clicked a request to, to speak because they were asking something they were kind of confused on. And that same night, it definitely wasn't because of me, just the way everything worked is it went from just like a couple guys, like four or five guys talking about Cosmos and tech to like literally I don't even know at least a couple hundred or so that night and Sonny was one of them they just all and no one was even invited right like it was just all these people about Cosmos coming in and just talking about the tech and stuff and that that made me so bullish I'm like dude this is a sign from the universe like this is where I want to be it it just reconfirmed my my thesis of like how amazing the tech was and the community and everything else like that so he was one of many sisla i think i don't know shane stopped by but there was a bunch of people that stopped by that are they're building cool things in in ibc and i was like yeah that's what motivated me to start even doing these things because i wasn't even gonna do any of this my voice i didn't even want to have my voice out there my face or anything else like that but I, i was just like screw it like this is just meant to be and yeah, so I I basically just like to <laughs> devote my life to Cosmos, man. Like it's it's just my baby, really, and it's so cool to see like how small it started and how big it's getting. And and I always say like it just why why um if you're if you have this cool app like or app chain like just just deploy it on Cosmos because you're you're instantly gonna have this gigantic network effect. And what's so cool about like the community in Cosmos is that. You'll never, I mean, as far as right now, I don't think there's anyone out there in Cosmos that only owns one token. Like, hey, I I just, I'm a Juno Maxi and I'm not owning anything else. Like, you own everything. So it's like, it's called the IBC gang for a reason, you know? It's like, um, if you diversify yourself, 
it has no central point of failure, unlike other places. Like if you just FOMO into one ecosystem, that's just this one big planet and it's not connected to anything. If that something happens to that planet, you get super wrecked. As opposed to IBC, it's like you own a whole galaxy. Like one planet can get out, but you still have all the other planets that you have your, you know, your financial wherewithal within. So it just makes more sense like that part of it. Um, and if crypto is going to work, I just, like I said, I just don't see a way that like this doesn't get get ma- mainstream. So I, I'm just devoting all my time. And don't get me wrong, like I do invest in things outside of IBC because I'm so bullish on IBC. I just think in the future, they're all going to connect that to IBC and, and anyhow. So we're just in the, we're, we're early. And we already see the vision and some of these other uh, chains or cool applications built on other things. They're not seeing it yet or they're not ready yet or whatever their case is, but they will one day. There's just no way. It doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense not to. Like, why would you want, like I was saying earlier about the, the Starbucks reference, like, why would you want to have friction? Like, your customers come in, wouldn't you want every single person that comes in with any smartphone to have access to your Wi-Fi so they stay in your in your business and buy more coffee or more caffeine and, and all that type of stuff? Like, yeah, you want that. You don't want to alienate anyone. So um, we're early, and I, I'm cool. You know, that's that's enough with all, all, all that showing. But let's go to, like, what you guys are doing. Like, I understand this on the principal part, but you know, for for people out there, maybe they they don't understand what what gelato is. Kind of explain that, and then you know, kind of get into like the token. Like, what's the premise of the GLTO token? The um, you know, also the G key, the G key, uh, key token, and um, you know, any alpha is always welcome on my show. So, yeah, definitely. So at a heart at the heart of it, gelato is a decentralized casino. We started out with lottery games, which are live, and then after lottery games, we plan on having blackjack slots hopefully animal racing this year and next year we want to do poker sports betting and things like that so that's sort of the core of what gelato is trying to be our glto token is primarily used for governance earning rewards like holding to earn jkey and in the near future we also want to allow people to burn a small amount of glto to create their own custom games with their own custom parameters so let's say we take a game like lottery if Atlas Down wanted to come in and be like, hey, we want to create our own games where a percentage of the fund goes back to our DAO to help people, they can configure all of that and they can make these games by just bringing a small amount of GLTO. And we want to do that for all other games. So let's say when poker comes out, if you guys have a group of friends or you want to do a tournament, you know, you're able to do that. Go take our game template, burn a little GLTO and make the game. So ultimately, we kind of want to build all these different games and put it in the hands of the community and let them go wild with it. See what you guys can do with it. And hopefully in the future, people will actually be building their own games too. And, you know, we're sort of considering some type of royalty type of approach where a game builder can come in, build their stuff. People can vote on if the game is, you know, good or not. And if it makes it to main net, you know, the creators will get a royalty. So that's sort of Gelato. And I will touch a little bit on G-Key. So one of the cool things about Gelato that we wanted to do is every year, we wanted to have a different grand prize game. So this year, and each year there's gonna be a new asset. So for this year, uh, the asset is gonna be G-Key. There's only a thousand key in existence. And the way this game is gonna work is, there's gonna be about 10 to 20 boxes in total with the intended value of each box being $50,000 or more. So some boxes will have, you know, Atom in it, Ethereum in it, and stuff like that. We also kinda wanna spice it up and include really cool prizes like a gelato-themed Lamborghini, bars of gold, silver, potentially a house somewhere, you know, in Costa Rica. 
and the ultimate grand prize anywhere from 10 to 100 Bitcoin. So that's kind of what we envision, you know, for the year one grand prize game. And the thing that makes this game kind of interesting is there's a big social aspect to it. So the first box might take anywhere from one to three G key to open. But after every box, when you open it, the G keys are burned forever. And the next box is slightly more expensive to open. And this is sort of a global limit. So the idea is because there's only a thousand keys in existence and every time you use them, you actually burn them. I'm, we're kind of hoping that people will start teaming up, like type like a ready player one type situation. And it's kind of interesting because people are already doing that. We have people forming G keys. I know the Knots formed a G key team. Sunnyside Reapers did, a bunch of other people. We're probably going to have a leaderboard soon. And besides opening boxes, burning G keys, there's, there's also going to be other special abilities. So let's say you can burn a small amount of G key to peek inside of a box before you actually open it. So when you do that, that also burns the G key, but it's a global limit. So the next time someone does a peak ability, it's slightly a little bit more G key. We'll also have a couple other cool abilities like, you know, let's say you're able to freeze a box. Let's say someone looks inside of a box and like, oh, this is the gelato-themed Lamborghini, but I'm going to freeze it now because I don't have enough, you know, G key right now to open it. They'll sort of be able to do that too. So, you know, we'll have a lot of you know, other animations sort of come out over the next year. Uh, this game is supposed to go live exactly one year from when Mainnet launches officially, which is going to happen middle of September. I know I threw a bunch of stuff out there, so I'll take a quick uh, breather. And then I'm sure, you know, if you guys have any questions, I could dive into it further. Yeah, speaking of GK, I don't know why. Like, I, I wasn't paying attention. I, I, I'm a complete degenerate, first of all. So I have, like, four monitors. I have, like, six Brave browsers up. So each each browser is, like, a new computer. It's, like, its own separate entity and not connected to the other one. So, you know, I got all this action going on. And I didn't even realize, like, dude, I got – I was looking on Frontier. I was like, dude, I got a decent amount of, like, G-key. Like, let's see how much that's worth. And then I added it to the um, I added it some to the liquidity pool on Osmosis. I was like, damn, I didn't even realize like how much that was even worth. So I was kind of excited last night about that. I was just kind of messing around with the computer, and I added some liquidity to that pool. And I'm like, damn, that's nice. So that's cool, Can man. Can I like, jump in and give give everybody listening some of the, <clears throat> I guess, more um, tokenomic breakdown of things? Yeah, good. And uh, like Grisby kind of went into all the hype there on everything. Um, so gelato was airdropped to five chains, uh, five stakers of five chains, uh, in the cosmos ecosystem and meta holders. So for anyone here who doesn't know, um, or hasn't claimed, um, if you staked with Adam, uh, Juno secret stars, um, or Osmo, um, and the snapshots were in June, uh, between the 10th and 15th. Um, if you were staking the requisite amounts, then you qualified for the gelato airdrop, um, and it was holding half a netta, holding not LPing, um, half a netta or more got you uh, gelato as well. Um, and then the Jiki um, is the reward token, um, kind of right, like Risby was saying, and it's the the key to the game within the game. Um, there's several ways to get Jiki, so LP rewards, right? Like Haas was just saying. Um, it's going to be airdropped, fair dropped to people holding gelato in their wallets, whether that's on Osmosis chain, um, or their Juno wallet. Um, if you're holding 10 K or more, you'll get a fair drop of G key monthly. Um, we're going to have ongoing snapshots of that. 
Um, and we're going to not really announce that too publicly. Um, we might say snapshots started or something like that, but obviously we don't want people to game that too badly. Um, and it's also being distributed as a reward to delegators of Gelato validators. Uh, right now we're active on Juno, on Stars, and on Evmos. Um, trying to get active on Osmosis still. Um, and if you stake the requisite amount there, um, it'll be a fair distribution monthly as well. Um, so similar to how it is being done for wallet holders. And um, it's 300 G key total allocated to each of those three things. So it'll be a small amount you're getting um, in those fair drops or fair distributions, um, depending on how many people are going after this. Um, so yeah, just wanted to go into some of that detail in case we end up skipping over it. Um, I also put some links up in the top for people listening. Um, the secret claim's been a bit buggy, but the devs have been working hard on it. Um, there's another round of claiming available today. There's a link up there um, if you want to check your airdrop claim or if you can um, register your secret address. Um, you can find that link up there. Um, and I put some stuff up there about GKey too. There's a link to the blog about the GKey. Um, so some of the more official um, write-up about it, if anyone's interested in finding out more. Yeah, thanks for sharing all that, man. It's good good, good stuff right there. Oh, Seth, thank you so much for jumping in. Sometimes I get caught up in it. Like, for me, I love gaming and this whole idea of, like, blending crypto and real world together. It excites the crap out of me. So I'm happy that I have people like Homestead on my team you know, on our team that you know, can jump in like, hey, yeah, these ideas are cool, but here's more of the technical details. And our blog also has a lot of this information too. So if you guys go to blog.gelato.io, we have a white paper roadmap, all of that. But thanks for that, Homestead. Yeah, I mean, we've been hammering it in the public space, uh, maybe almost to the degree of spamming it uh, the last week or two, uh, trying to get the word out. And uh, I understand maybe not everybody has... Um, been in Twitter space where we're really active. Um, the other thing is I see Terra spaces here, so it's getting recorded. Um, what Haas said about his his spaces only being kind of centric to the American time zone. We've got Terra spaces recording. I don't know if that's true. Um, so yeah, hopefully there's a little bit wider audience today than maybe what we've normally gotten to. And so yeah, trying to get that message out um, if anybody hasn't heard it yet. Yeah, so basically, Finn, uh, he always records my shows, so it's like shout out to him. I just meant more of like live interaction. It's usually just catered, you know, Quartel to like Americans, which unfortunately I would love to be able to. That's one of my goals is to be able to do this full time, full time, full time. So I could do shows anytime, whenever and, and jump in to anyone that you know, invites me because I get invited to a lot of shows. I just can't do them because I just can't like my job in real life. Like I can't, I can multitask, but I can't, I can't be on calls because like I'm always on calls at my work. So it's kind of annoying. It's, it's a hindrance right now, but yeah, I mean, it's a fact uh, that gaming is going to be the next huge influx of users into crypto. So I commend anyone that's trying to bridge the gap with that because let's face it, I mean, how many freaking DeFi applications do we need? You know, like I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. You know, all these different cool things that are specifically for DeFi. But in my opinion, it, it just gets kind of old. You know, it's like, OK, cool. You're building this. It's um, it's amazing. Like I don't get I don't get all amped up anymore. It's like I, I see, you know, it probably, I'm not going to like I'm not trying to deter people from building 
DeFi or, or some sp specific sort of application that can do a certain thing within you know this space because uh, people love the action. But I mean, let's let's do something else too, man. Like not everyone cares about that. You know, it's like people love gaming and it's never going to go away, right? Like gaming is to me, it's just any sort of economy, right? Like whether it's a really good economy, really shitty economy whether like there's turmoil in the world, people are going to play video games. I mean, I love video games. You know, I don't get to play as much anymore, but you know, I, I have a really nice setup. I built my computer just for gaming really. And you know, when you do that, it's also, you can use it for other things, which is cool about computers. Like it's really, in my opinion, it's like the, one of the best investments is if you build like a really badass computer because it's powerful, it can do anything you can mine, you can, you can game. You like, like I have so much shit up right now. Like if I didn't have a good computer, it wouldn't work. Like I have so much stuff up. I got telegram discord. Like I said, six brave browsers. I have like, I have like 15 tabs on each one of those browsers. Like it's, it's fun, man. And, um, the one, like my, my new PFP, I altered it for, a chain it's a blockchain called ultra which is essentially trying to be like the next huge blockchain for like pc gaming like steam but way better and um it's it's just for like pc gaming and they have like good deals with like really big uh companies that are building like legit pc games and stuff so like i'm really interested in that because uh you know how cool would it be you buy a game and then you can sell it or you buy an nft and you get royalties or like you can buy an nft and you can add cool functionalities within the game that like adds to your pfp and then it alters over time for your like whatever you did within the game and stuff so like that's the cool shit like i want cool shit i want to have some fun too so like maybe one one of the saturdays i get off the show and i just want to game for like three four hours it'd be so badass like oh cool cool i have this nft let me go into this world and play a, a first person shooting and like i can add attributes to my character and then it changes my pfp and shit like that's the kind of stuff that I get excited for. You know, not everyone likes the game, but I feel like, especially in this space, most people are like my age or younger. So like you, you grew up playing video games and stuff. I mean, I, hell, um, I got, to, I sound like an old man, but I got to play every system ever, like all the way up through, you know, and then PC gaming, you know, not, it's not for everyone because it is, it is an expensive thing, but man, it's just, it's amazing. And, um, and then the cool, like if you can build stuff like what you guys are doing, like, it's amazing. Like that sounds like so much fun. And at the end of the day, I mean, that's what life's about having some fun. And if you can earn crypto and interact with communities and have a lot of fun doing it, why not? So I commend that. It's so, so cool. Cause really in Cosmos, we don't really have anything like this yet. So, you know, I'll be definitely checking that out and, and doing things like that. And, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be stack. I'm gonna be trying to stack more G key. I mean, I've I've already added liquidity to the pools. And uh, what's the best pool you think? I I haven't even looked at like the Juno swap sp part of it yet. But what's going on with that? I still think GLTO Osmo pool probably has the best rewards of both. Uh, we did add G key and GLTO to the G key pool, but unfortunately, Juno swap they're running into an issue. So we found out what the actual issue was. Due to G-Key not having a price, when we tried adding it to the uh, LP reward, basically JunoSwap like, you know, had a brain fire. I was like, oh shit, what the hell do I do here? So they merged in a change to fix it this morning. But now I'm getting told by the Juno team and other people that potentially broke something else. So now if people go to the JunoSwap page, they're like, oh shit, there's no rewards in there. But there is though. So weirdness happening. You know, I love JunoSwap, but I'm, I'm just honestly a little disappointed. You know, to me... I'm not really seeing a vision there. You know, why is it taking us? 
it's just oh wow to me that's the reason why we launched on osmo is like yes it's on a different chain but osmo is the premier dex for all of ibc it works it's easy has great documentation great support it just does all these things and if other dexes if they really want to exist you got you got to be able to do something similar to them or better if not you're just going to die out yeah i think like like the show osmosis um you know, it it has first movers advantage, but not only that, I mean, it's 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 smooth. And then um, there's a reason why every token in IBC is is on osmosis. You know, and there's a reason why there's a bunch of CW20s. And yeah, I mean, li- liquidity is not all there yet, just in in Cosmos in general. But all these different, um, you know, staking derivatives and things of that nature is going to help change it. Help change that um, aspect of it. And yeah, it's so cool. Permissionless is or in the permissionless. Uh Frontier is permissionless, so you can deploy on there. And then, you know, like they got to the point where I guess it's more like show and then you can get rewarded. So like, you know, if you guys keep doing your thing and it grows, I mean, there's no reason why eventually you're not gonna have Osmo rewards for a pool too. I mean, hell, there's all kind of stuff on on there that shouldn't, in my opinion, have any Osmo rewards. So like things like that, I mean, I, I don't see why you guys eventually can't, you know. And that's what takes you just got to grow the vision, grow the brand and things like that. And yeah, man, like I'm in the pool. I, I think it, I'm in both those pools. Um, so I'm I'm going to be slowly, but surely adding more liquidity and trying to farm up because like you guys, it sounds like you guys have a goal, a mission and you're actually building and, and you, and you know what you want to do, man. So it's like, you know, kudos to that. So like, that's, that's good, man. Like, and that's the thing about IBC. You can, you know, you can be on one DAX or another, and then soon there's going to be multi-hop. So, you know, like you can have, like I like TFM. You can have like an ag- aggregator that you can get the best price for that. So you'll be able to, it'll, it'll do all the work for you and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, there's actually a better price on GenoSwap right now, and it'll just swap it for you. Or now nah, you want to do this pull over here, and you know, so th- th- it's all coming. That's the thing, though, like. As much as I love osmosis, there's a lot of things building on it. Like last time I checked, there's like up to like 50 different things being built on it. So like it's a sleeping giant. No one even talks about it anymore. But you know, I have a nice bag. And um uh but yeah, I, I want more more than just DeFi stuff, man. Like I want gaming, I want music, I want everything that I do in real life to be on crypto because it can be. So hopefully that all happens over the next couple of years because that's what's gonna bring everyone in, man. Like, like I said. Not everyone cares. I mean, even in real life, a lot of people don't invest in stocks and they don't do any of that stuff, but they do like spend money on like their phone and other shit. So like, let's get it in here. And why not? You know, I mean, let's be honest. It's really two things that made the Internet explode. And that's probably going to make Web3 explode. It's gaming and it's sex. You know, that's the reason why mankind goes on the Internet. And and Jalal is actually going to be doing both. You know, we haven't really talked about this too much. We are talking about internally. But year two of Gelato, we're probably going to be looking to do an OnlyFans version built on Juno, you know, under the Gelato brand. Now, I know a bunch of people who are, you know, have a bunch of friends who are sex workers. You know, we have an amazing engineer who's already built out a video streaming platform. It's like, I agree. I want to see more like actual applications. Like, I don't need to go far. There's so many farming applications already. It's great. But I can't wait to see a sticker shop, liquor shops or, you know, whatever. Just come to Web3, build normal applications. I think once we see that and we see new influx of people come in, I think that's what's going to make Cosmos and this ecosystem just go through the moon and beyond. Oh, yeah. So I've we've discussed so many different like hypotheticals and future visions of Cosmos. And, you know, with the Cosmos SDK being open source and pretty much just the blueprint, like literally anyone can use it. And it just, in my opinion, 
for any like real business out there that wants to get blockchain exposure, it makes no sense for them not to just deploy like their own chain. Because hell, I mean, at the end of the day, they can technically not even IBC enable. They could just do whatever they want. Maybe they don't want to IBC enable for some odd reason, for whatever their specific use case is. But it would be cool, like, right? You can have, uh, like, let's say, um, like Southwest, right? All these different um, airlines, they have their different frequent flyer mileage. They can get in the blockchain, use the Cosmos SDK, open up their own sovereign entity. They can have their own validator sets. And then they can they can enable say like let, all right we'll just enable IBC for just um, you know osmosis and this application over here because we want people to have that liquidity to maybe they want to buy our frequent fire mileage or maybe they want to buy whatever whatever they're selling like that's in my opinion that's going to be a thing and 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 my vision of like the future of of crypto is that you're just going to have all these different app chains, right? And they're all going to have their own microeconomies. I mean, how it's even like that kind of right now, like you have Capital One and it gives you all these rewards and then you have like, you can buy uh, gift cards and stuff. And and hopefully in the near future, and I know America is just dragging their feet because they just, you know, they don't want to relinquish any sort of power and, and they want to control everything. But it would be super nice to have like, uh, you could just swap your Atom rewards or whatever into like buy buy a freaking gift card to Amazon. Because if you think about like Amazon gift cards, like that is steady money. Like if you bought a hundred dollars worth of, of uh, Amazon, to me that hundred dollars is worth more than just a hundred dollars because it's always worth a hundred dollars and um, Amazon's not going anywhere. So like, it'd be cool one day that we can do that type of shit too. It's like, Hey, I could just swap my, um, in my Adam or whatever, and to buy a freaking twenty dollars worth of whatever gift card. So I'm hoping one day that's a thing. I know it probably would be a thing if like America would just like get with it already and just kind of say, "Hey, this is what the people want," and we don't not we don't need to control every aspect of everything. But I don't know. At least that's my hope for for the future. I think as you describe it, I like the idea that you're talking about actual companies like American Airlines maybe Amazon and other people like actually coming onto the blockchain. You know, as I look around, I see a lot of projects and to me, you know, only a, a few of them sort of see themselves as companies like Osmosis or Stargate be like, hey, how do we build a company? How do we do what's great for our shareholders, which is the IBC community? And how do we make sure that we do what's great for the chain? And I feel like we're gonna see more and more of these stuff happening. I remember when we first launched our first validator on Juno, we're like, hey, you know, we, you know, we have infrastructure background. We took no VC money. So having like a validator is a great way for us to bootstrap some cash for the game and our community and stuff like that. And, you know, we're like, hey, we're going to give away 300 G keys in total to all our validators. And people had an issue. They're like, oh, my God, you can't do that. It means you're incompetent, this, that, and that. And to me, it just blew my mind because any business who comes into this space, that's exactly how you would, you know, go about doing that. You know, I have an Amazon Prime membership because they give me a shit ton of stuff. And I love holding that membership. If Walmart membership gave me a shit ton of stuff, I would hold their membership too. And in the future, I feel like that's kind of how we're going to see it. Like validators are going to become maybe like countries or whatnot with their own voice, their own reward systems, their own benefits. And it's up to the community to figure out where they want to go to get what's best for them. So as more people come into WebBees, more people come into, especially in Cosmos, I hope we're ready for that because if we want this to be the next internet of you know things, it can't be about all these small projects. We gotta be ready for all these big companies to come in and we gotta make sure we deal with it. You know, us starting our validator was not a very warm reception. It kind of sucked because, you know, 
we're just two normal dudes trying to do what's right. And I feel like people are just shitting on us because we wanted to try something that they have done. I just hope other people come into space who won't, you know, experience that, especially companies. Yeah, for sure. Well said. Yeah, man, that's just it's just so much like the tech. I'm so bullish on the technology because like the possibilities are endless and there's things that we're probably not even thinking of right now. I just hope, you know, people just get with it, the people in power. And I, I think we shouldn't be just catering to what they always want to, because obviously what they want hasn't worked. It's, it hasn't been fair. And the reason, you know, I'm an accountant. So like numbers make sense to me. And this makes sense to me because the finite supply, you can see everything and you can't change it. It's like, okay, there's these many Bitcoins. There'll never be more of it. It's impossible to make more of them. Uh, but it's not impossible for some asshole to just decide, eh, let's just print a bunch of money. And, and, and I always tell everyone this. So like I have clients and I'll say, hey, like I'll ask them right straight up. I'll be like, what is money? And they'll say, oh, it's something that, you know, barter, use for an exchange, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, like what, what to you, like symbolically, like what is money? And then I, and I tell them what I think money is. And I think it's the way it should be. And I'm not saying I'm necessarily right about it, but I view money as time. Nothing more, nothing less. So like usually you have to work X amount of hours to make this much, this much money. And really, so like I just view it as time. So, you know, like when someone prints more of that money, now you just, you're stealing my time. Like I had to work, you know, say 50 hours a week to make this amount. Now by you printing more of that money, now really I worked 50 hours to make, you know, one third of that because you're, you're making the supply more. And you're essentially you're 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 being a time stealer, in my opinion. So, like crypto would mitigate all of that because it, it holds people accountable. You can't just make shit up. It's like you can't print more bitcoins and you can't do this. And um, I think it worries people in power because it's like now they have less bullshit they can do. Like they they can't rig the system to benefit whatever they're doing. And like people can see, like, hey, no, that's some bullshit. And you know, there's a reason why. They did what they did, and then now they're hiring more people to bring it back and get that time back and, and take it from people. Really, that's how I look at it. And uh, <laughs> I just look at it like this. That's that's how I view money. And that's why I got you know really into crypto in the first place is because I thought like the technology, because like really, if you think about a blockchain, all it is is, a, is it's an, an accounting ledger that can't be altered. You can't go back into the chain and switch shit and add shit. Like once it happens, it happens. And um, and it's decentralized. So like, you know, it's rules without rollers, so to speak. And it makes sense to me. So that's why I got really into it. And um, I just like that facet of it because it's like it's been for thousands of years. The inequality financially with with humans has been just so wrong. It's been unfair. It's still, it, it will always be unfair in a sense, but at least crypto kind of, you know, speed runs over those thousands of years and tries to make it more of a fair playing game. Uh, for level a level playing game for all the participants that are involved and it does worry people you know like the dinosaurs on this planet right now because they can't they can't control it as much and it worries them and that's the only reason this hasn't went to where it is like they're just kind of logging around but eventually dinosaurs pass away and go extinct so you know it's up to the newer newer generations to try to you know reset the way of things and i don't know how long that takes you know, I don't think in my lifetime, one Bitcoin will be ever one Bitcoin like people think. I think it's going to take a long time. But I think over the evolution of, of humanity, hopefully it gets to the point of it's just a more fair playing game for everyone. I don't know if it does, but I mean, we got to at least try. We can't just sit back and, and 
bull, you know, whine about everything. We just have to keep working and trying. And, and that's what gets me super stoked in this, in, in this space in general is because it's like, we're at least trying, you know, we're not sitting there like a lot of boomers. Like I'm not trying to be rude about boomers, but you know, you go over to your parents' house or, you know, I don't know how old some people, maybe grandparents and are bitching about everything, but there's, there's no solutions. Like everyone can bitch and whine about stuff, but like, what's your solution, right? Like you're just going to bitch and whine about politics, but, but never offer any sort of solutions and things of that nature. And I think crypto in a way helps with everything, man. Like, you know, there's no borders. There's just, it, it, it helps people like, think about it. Like it's already changed so many people's lives, including myself, but like, it's changing people's lives in third world countries or, or countries that don't have a stable currency, you know, like they work their ass off and they don't, they can't put the money in a bank. They got to hide it under their bed. And like, how, how safe is that? And some people never had identities before or had any proof they even went to school and all that type of stuff. So like we're, it's, it's more to me than just like financial to me. It's, it's just like a move, it's a movement and it's something that just feels right. So like, that's why I'm in this space and I devote 15 hours a day and, and like, hopefully, you know, one day I could say like to my, my children or grandchildren, like, yeah, I was, I was there when, when it was nuts and like, it was unstable. And I had, I had this token one day, it was called Luna and UST and I went to zero like overnight <laughs> and like I lost a lot, but like, I, I just knew that this was going to work or at least it felt right. So. That's kind of my little brand. As I hear you talk, you know, you kind of remind me of uh, Henry Ford, and I'm going to paraphrase him, but during an interview many eons ago, he basically said if normal people actually understood how the current monetary system worked, there'd be a revolution the next day. And to me, blockchain is that revolution. What you're describing, people are starting to wake up. You know, I don't think it's an issue that we have dinosaurs. I think it's more of an issue that we have corrupt assholes out there. We're like, hey, if I need to buy a new yacht, I can quickly manipulate this you know, value here and print a shit ton of uh, U.S. dollars or whatever. And unfortunately, these corrupt people are training the next generation of corrupt people. That's the reason why when these people die out, it's not like magically, you know, like, oh, we're at a great place. And I think we got to deal with them. You know, blockchain is one way. But, you know, I joke about this, but my goal is to take over the world because I hate these corrupt fucks. And. You know, they're really holding us back. I think about where civilization could be. We could be on other planets. We could be already on Mars. Maybe we would have crazy Stargate technology. But corrupt people is what's kind of holding us back and it's holding blockchain back. And I hope more people who love blockchain and what this could be, they run for office, they run for government to give this technology and all its amazing abilities a voice out there so people know. Every second the Bitcoin network is running or every second the IBC network is running, it's proving that this technology works, that people can trade things without having to trust each other, that, you know, if it's not being corrupted, like all these reasons is why I'm so bullish on this. And I hope you're right, man. I hope, you know, we adopt this more and it's going to change a lot of things for a lot of people. I think that's going to be great. Yeah, exactly. There's been families forever since generation over generation. I just call them intermediaries. They do nothing. They don't help anything but they get the leech off of people and take fees off of people for everything. And it's like, we already see it. You know, you can send crypto anywhere. Hell, if you were on a different planet, I could send you crypto as long as there's service, you know, and it cost me, uh, you know, it could cost me a few pennies. I, I you know, I sold some stock uh, whenever I got really into crypto. Like I've always been into tech. So like I've always devoted my life into technology as an investor. I just know that like technology is never going anywhere as long as the world is going and we don't get hit by like a meteorite. Like there's no way of really technically just shutting it down. And um, so I've always devoted that. I've always tried to get in early on everything. 
you know, Amazon, Google, Apple, Microsoft. And, you know, I couldn't get in as early because I was a younger kid, but I always knew even as a kid, like, like I said, I, I've always understood money. And I, as a kid, I was kind of a weird kid. Like I always saved money. I had a safe. When people in my family would say, hey, what do you want for Christmas or what do you want for your birthday? I always just said cash. Like I didn't want anything else. And I just used to hoard it. I still have old cash. I have old coins and shit. And um, I just always had that mentality, like to save and stuff like that. And my, I had a great uncle. He's still alive. He's really brilliant. He wasn't, he wasn't a tech mogul or anything, but he was just a really brilliant person. He had a really successful life. He's like my role model. And you know, he always told me, invest in energy and invest in technology. Try to pick the right ones, work your ass off and network with people and you should be all right. And that's kind of been like my whole thing since day one. And uh, so like I sold a lot of my stocks and got into, got, like I said, I, I put it into like Cosmos and stuff because it just makes sense to me. Like it's just everything about it makes sense. It's still young. It, well, it needs to improve, but I mean, that's all technologies. And if you look historically over technologies, you know, at, even when Apple and Microsoft and all that used to go through their early phases, like it wasn't unfamiliar to the, for them to retract 80% in price. And you can look back and watch Steve Jobs interviews back in the eighties and early nineties. And people used to make fun of him, think he was nuts and he was an idiot and all this other shit. You can see articles and newspapers from the mainstream saying the internet was a scam back. And even like in 2000, they were calling it a scam and a fad. And like, obviously they're just not <laughs> that prediction was pretty much the wrong the the worst prediction of all time was that i mean how everyone's life kind of revolves around the internet now and uh that's not going to change so yeah i mean this this makes sense and um we just all got to keep pushing forward and building cool shit man just stuff where like people don't even have to know they're even using crypto but they're using crypto and that's the stuff right now that i'm kind of focusing my energy on um, even necessarily like if I don't have a bunch of time to to play on your like your app and shit, like I know what it is, and like I'll I, as an investor, like I'll invest in stuff like that because really that's what it is. I mean, I used to play a lot of video games, and like to me, the the biggest video game that kind of put my eyes on like holy shit, like this is a huge micro economy was Fortnite. Like that shit went from nothing to worth over billions of dollars like Epic did because of, of one game. Like everyone played it. It was a free play to earn game. And like people used to spend, including myself, but spend a bunch of money on skins and it didn't even make you better at the game. It was just like you customized it. Now we can take that to the next level with your own, like my rabbit. Like let's say I want to use this rabbit forever. Like let, let me just add shit to it and, and be in these like uh, play to earn metaverses. And, you know, we were talking about this one day where uh, it would be super cool. Like, I don't know if we'll ever have the computational power to for it to be completely decentralized. If, if we can, it might take a long time. But, you know, like, I hop on uh, a, a spaceship and I go over to, like, Planet Juno, and then I could just, like, visit Juno and do all kind of shit, like, on my computer or whatever. Like, go to Juno Swap or go to your game and, like, all virtual reality, right? Like, all that shit. That would be super cool. It could happen. I don't know how long it would take, but... Yeah, that would that would be super cool, and I think one day it could happen. So, it's just a lot of fun, man. I think we're already starting to see that. Like, we actually have, if I'm not mistaken, there's already like a first person shooter game, you know, on blockchain. The metaverse is growing, and I think virtual reality is also growing as well too. So, I think at some point, all these different things are mashing together, and the thing that you're describing, I think, is gonna happen. I think as we get closer to quantum computing, hopefully, we will have the decentralized power, you know, computing power to pull all the stuff on more. Like, I don't know if you ever read the book or saw the movie Ready Player One. 
I kind of feel like the world's going to be like that, but hopefully like their world was fucked up. That's why everyone lived in virtual reality. I hope that doesn't happen to us, but the idea that people live in the virtual reality, they go to school there, they go to work there and just do all, do almost everything there. I think that could definitely be, you know, happen within our lifetime. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think what the next phase will be, you're going to actually have real stores, right? Like you'll be in like this metaverse and Nike will have a store. So like you can literally take your, your PFP over and like augmented reality and say, Oh, you know what? I like those shoes. And then you could add it to your, your character. Right. And then you can, I guess you'd have to somewhat KYC yourself, but you can buy a pair of shoes. And then also those same shoes can come into, you know, they can be delivered to your house and then you can have them in real life too. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like all kind of shit. Like I could see all that happen. I don't know how long that takes, but I mean, I don't see why I can. I mean, technology is just going to keep improving. I mean, you can look at any sort of technology, you know, even if you want to just look at your freaking TV. If you're old enough to remember how shitty TVs used to be, and you had to get like f- five inches away to watch a football game because it was so blurry. Now you can sit, you know, like literally yards away or how you can go to a game and look how, how clean and crisp those jumbotrons are and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's just going to keep evolving. Man. It's super fun. And it's just fun to be early and stuff, man. And, and like meet eccentric people that have wild minds and personalities, because usually those are the people <laughs> that do a lot of cool things. And there's a lot of people in Cosmos that are very eccentric, like they're a little bit socially awkward, but you could tell their mind is like 15 things ahead of where, where they're actually speaking of. And um, it's super cool and fascinating. And um, I just, I can't get over it, man. Like it really amps me up. And then I get super stoked whenever like the market's crap right now. And then you like you have you know over forty people tuning into the show and just kind of spending their Saturday listening in and stuff like that. It just makes me super bullish. And um, but yeah, I mean, if anyone in the community kind of reset, if you have any questions for the team, because I know we're kind of just ranting away about stuff, but if you have any like real questions, you can just uh, DM me or you can ask it in the chat or you can raise your hand, come up. You don't even have to ask questions; just say what's up. Don't mind. Uh, I guess if you guys have some time and we can rule for like another 20 minutes or so, you guys want to just keep bullshit and then, uh, you know, go from there. So. So not like how long do you think to, um, you said a year for, for everything. For the grant, the year one grand prize. Yeah. It's going to be exactly one year from mainnet launch. I think we're planning on launching the official platform middle of September. And once the platform launch, there's going to be a timer that starts at one year, and as soon as it drops to zero, the year one grand prize game will uh, open up. Nice. Yeah. I did want to mention some bullish news on that. Uh, yesterday was actually, uh, we actually bought our very first Bitcoin for the year one grand prize game. We published our address. So our goal is to actually buy nine more Bitcoins, then focus on the other cool prizes like bars of gold, gelato themed Lamborghini, house, you know, game systems, maybe a jet ski. And then once we buy the other prizes, uh, plus, you know, maybe 100 Ethereum and stuff like that, then we'll spend the rest of the money buying Bitcoin till we get close to as close to 100 as we possibly can. But the fact that we already have one, super excited. And yeah, I can't wait, man. I feel like this is going to be super, super fun. I was going to give a shout out to anyone out there that whenever you uh, do anything in life, when you have conversations with people and all you can think about is crypto and you try to. Yeah, it could be about a conversation about anything, right? And then you you kind of want to just talk about crypto somehow. It's like, yeah, this is how a crypto that's how I am, right? Like I'm the biggest like I played I played college ball, I had a good career athletically, and you know, like all my friends and stuff like were always 
athletes or people in sports now it's like i i mean yeah I, I still talk to those people but i would much rather be hanging out with a bunch of nerds talking about shit to be honest with you it's just a lot more fun and and uh you know nerds rule the world so and um that's kind of my thing about that but yeah man it's gonna be super cool i just can't wait for all this shit like i just want to be able to do more things in crypto besides DeFi. so whatever it is like i, I don't know if you guys like look into like bit uh bit song at all but you know, the, the price point, it's not financial advice. I bought a bunch of it. I'm like, this, what they're doing is pretty cool. It's like they're having these like micro economies for artists that maybe people don't even know about. And really, it's all it takes is one big artist to that people see. You know, it's like you're kind of like a venture capitalist in a way. You're kind of investing in things. I mean, all of this really, we're all like micro venture capitalists, which is super cool for the first time in uh, history. Like people can actually be early and not have to have, hey, well, I need 10K or $100,000 to be you know an investor into something now you can just invest you know 20 bucks or whatever whatever you have everyone has different wherewithal but um, i kind of like what bitsong's doing and like i said earlier with like ultra like for people out there it's not ibc but i guarantee you one day they'll ibc enable it just doesn't make any sense not to but um it's new it's not even really technically all there yet their marketplace comes out on the 29th and I'm, I'm interested in that but what's cool is like when you invest in things like this it only takes like one really cool game or one cool cool musician to to bring over millions of users right it's like hey ma imagine if you invest in something and this this artist i mean hell like you can look at all a lot of musicians right now they got discovered on youtube and stuff right now it's going to be in crypto they got discovered and then you're in early Man, that shit's gonna be crazy because they, they'll, you know, if they get real famous. I mean, what's his name? Um, I can't think of his name. He's the young kid that's from from Canada. What's his name? Oh, I can't think of his name. Beaver, Justin Beaver. He got discovered when he was a teenager, or like a real young teenager, on freaking YouTube. Imagine if you had the opportunity back then to invest in like a a, a crypto platform that found him, right? And then now you have like that that crypto like that shit would be worth a ton it's the same thing like all these musicians and artists and stuff they're going to use crypto because again there's not there's not these intermediaries just leeching off their profits and leeching off everyone like we're 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 the we're the profits and it makes it more fair and it's the same thing with like any sort of application like people are going to do that there's a reason why like athletes and all this stuff they're, they're into crypto because they, they they get to make more money first off and it's more fair for them and they have bigger exposure. And I think it's going to be the wave. Like, you know, kids are going to be going to college. They're going to be dropping out now because they want to build something in crypto. Before it used to be Web 2. Like, hey, I'm going to school to be an engineer. And, and then they just drop out because they have this cool ass idea like Facebook. And then they make it worth billions. And now it's going to be something like that with crypto. Like, hey, we're going to build this on, on Juno. And then now we're going to, okay, it's really cool. Now we're just going to build our own chain. Like, I, I kind of view Juno... It's a launch pad for a lot of that type of stuff. You you can deploy some app. You could be some teenager that has no money, deploy something really cool on freaking Juno, and then like maybe it becomes something really big, and then you turn it into like a company and you build your own chain, you know, on IBC. Like there's gonna be so much flexibility. I just can't wait. That's why I'm super bullish on Juno too. To me, the crazy thing is like most of my friends are engineers and they work at fan companies. And when I talk to them on a personal level, they're not invested or they're not like building anything in Web3 yet. They're still building most of their projects in Web2. So I keep trying to imagine what it's going to look like when we have these crazy people that can do such amazing things in Web2 actually come to Web3, the type of platforms they can build, type of automation, just 
it's it hasn't started yet. That's why I still feel like we're super early. Once these people come in, once the normal and the normal average Joe comes in and starts like using these applications and whatnot without realizing it's crypto, I think that's when we're going to see a massive boom. And hopefully that'll sort of trigger the you know the next bull market. Yeah, I think we're um, we're in a super cycle for sure. And I don't even necessarily mean it like with like price points of tokens. I just mean with like user adoption. I think over the next couple of years, there's going to be billions of people in crypto. Because like I said, we're building all these cool things like video games and all this shit that people are going to be using. I mean, the the video games alone is like the biggest market. I mean, so many people play video games and it just keeps growing because they keep getting better and they're improving. And like, if you can get that into crypto and why wouldn't it? Like, I mean some of these platforms again like i'm not trying to show ultra it just makes it more beneficial for developers and and people that want a game because you can sell your games you can earn currencies in games you, you you can do all kind of things like imagine playing like call of duty you have a squad and like the squad can like literally go around making <laughs> making a you know earning currencies for doing tasks and and maybe uh holding down a, a location and stuff like all this is going to be possible with crypto so I'm just, I'm super bullish on it. All right, it looks like not. What's up, Rusty? Hmm. Looks like not got rubbed. Just in... yeah. go ahead, Rusty. I can chat for a second with you if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, I will say, um, just for anybody sitting and listening or who listens later, um, if you have questions about the NFT series, reach out to me um, or hit us up in our Discord. Um, I linked some stuff up top. Um, if you scroll through the links I've been sharing uh, while the guys have been chatting. Um, so there's some stuff regarding the NFT series up there. Um, we also just released like a demo uh, page, web page for the NFTs. Um, that's in the links up top too. We'd love it if people click on the buttons, um, give us a little feedback on the feel of the page or the look of the page, what they think. Um because I think we're going to plan to be using that um, as where people, as the spot where people will um, connect their Kepler wallets and ultimately claim their rewards from the NFTs, things like that. So we'd love it to be something that people enjoy the look and feel of. What's up, Rusty? Hey, what's up, bud? How you doing? Pretty good, man. Hey, real quick. I just wanted to give a shout out to the Gelato team. We've been working with them, man. Real really good dudes i mean i just can't say enough about them um really they've they've put up with a lot of shit and um they're just really resilient so shout outs to them really really actually good dudes um my i have a question though for them they talked about sports betting but have they thought and i don't know how feasible this is i know it's a lot of work but doing something like a a fan duel or something like that in regards to kind of like fantasy football as well because I'm I'm big into fantasy. I know there's the fan fury thing, but I was just curious if that had ever crossed their radar. Thanks. So there's actually three types of betting we want to take a look at. The first one's gonna be you know traditional games like you know basketball, football. Next one is we do want to take a look at like fantasy, uh, you know, sports teams and things like that. And the third betting, I think, which is gonna be the most interesting, what we kind of envision is imagine someone creates a thing that says, "Hey, I bet." Juno prop X, Y, and Z will not pass, and people can bet bet yes or no on it. And it's kind of hard to have an oracle in certain situations, you know, for stuff like this. You know, at least for the Juno stuff, sure we can. But what we kind of want to do is kind of create something where after the games are over, 
majority of the people are able to vote and if they vote and you know they get rewarded for it and we sort of take the consensus of what the group says and that's what the answer is if you're like a bad voter or whatnot we'll punish you but we, and I won't get into any technical details, but basically we are looking at three different types of betting. So Rusty, what you're thinking about, we are considering. Uh, that's probably something that's probably going to happen closer to like Q3 of next year. But hopefully early next year, we'll have more information on the betting stuff. And I love betting, so I can't wait for this. Awesome, bud. Thank you very much. Look forward to it. I also want to quickly say just how amazing a Knox team is. Like when we first came to the space, no one really knew us. We we're like, hey, we really want to build an NFT series. We have these ideas for all these amazing utilities. And we just started talking to them. I think it was maybe Homestead that hooked us up. We told them our idea. was like, hey, they were very receptive. And they just been going like out of their way, above and beyond, to make all this possible for us. So there is no way in hell we would even have an NFT series or be ready to launch without these guys. They took a bet on us. They've done something incredible. And... From what I hear, they're going to be looking to do this more with other artists, too. Like, if you, if you have interesting talent or design or whatever, you know, work with these guys. They are phenomenal. And I, I just can't wait for what you guys do in the Trailer Park Kids uh, when those things come out. Man, can't wait to mint some. Th thank you for those kind words. Um, yeah, we, we love working with y'all. And, and real quick, I don't want to take over. But, yeah, we love working with different partners because we get that different point of view that I always say this, but sometimes you get a kind of tunnel vision, a myopic view of your own ideas, right? You're not seeing the forest for the trees. But um, it's really it's really cool when you're working with cool partners like y'all who have some great ideas and are just really down to earth dudes. I really appreciate it. And it's been a hell of a ride. It's been fun, man. So then those NFTs, when they come out here on the 6th, right? I think it's the 6th or is it the 8th? I believe 6th is for whitelist and 24 hours later, it'll be open to go. everyone. Yeah, they look hot, man. They look really, really hot. The theme, the ideas, they really came together. <clears throat> so I'm really excited about that. And then the additional utility behind them makes them really badass. And if people didn't know, there's actually 10 secret NFTs within the series. And they're all based from my favorite anime, One Piece. So if you love the One Piece crew, you'll actually be able to collect all 10 of them. And if you hold the One Piece NFT, something special may happen. But, you know, I won't say too much about that now. Yeah, I got to meet Rusty down in Texas. It was a good time for the uh, Decentral. We got a house, we had an Airbnb down in Austin. So that was a good time, man. But yeah, um, so that's like the thing with oracles. Like that's the only time, in my opinion, they're really necessary is whenever you're bringing over Web2 data. So like that, that's when you would need the, the oracle for, you know, grabbing that information from Web2, which would be, you know, accurate lines and accurate information about you know like the, the game or whatever to bring it over into web3 but like once stuff is on web3 i mean and with one of the reasons i'm so bullish on cosmos is the interchain queries it's like it's you don't need oracles because it's like it is an oracle in a sense so but yeah the, the time that you need like a chain link or whatever would be whenever you're trying to do something like sports betting because to me it's like a translator between the two two uh universes like you got the web two universe and then you have the web three universe so that's why i mean necessarily i don't really i mean some people are super bullish on like oracles i mean yeah they're they're needed but they're really needed for other things outside ibc because ibc is an oracle like all the data is already talking to one another so you know with interchain accounts and all that stuff coming like people just have no clue outside of ibc like what's coming like they just don't understand like tech, like i i do a lot of shows and 
I try not to just do shows about like IBC. Like I do hop on other shows and I try to educate people and, you know, they throw out the cute fancy words like interoperability and web three and all that, but they don't know like infrastructurally and, you know, on the tech side of like what that entails, they throw up like all these things. And then I start showing them on, on Cosmos and right away, like I get people DMing me like, Hey man, that sounds awesome. It's amazing. It's like, what I love about the Cosmos community is mainly all the conversations and the spaces are, are specifically about tech. And yeah, I mean, if you're not really into tech, maybe the shows are a little bit more dry or boring, but if you're into tech, I mean, this is this, this is it. Like this is, I mean, there's a reason why people like even, uh, uh, what's, what I can't even think of his name. There's a reason why people in ETH and all that, you know, they talk about Cosmos cause they understand it, man. There's just, it's not going anywhere. It's the future. So kudos to anyone that's in here, you know, that found Cosmos because it it is the future. Like we're here early. And as long as like crypto goes to where we think it's going to go, we're going to be here. You know, I'm not saying every single app chain is going to make it or whatever, but you know, if you diversify yourself, there's, you should be fine in the future. At least I hope so. And I really hope we all get that opportunity. Like I said earlier, like money is time and, like I'm doing this because I don't want to be 70 years old one day and, and doing something I don't like to do. I want to be 70 and still hopefully be in crypto having fun as an old ass man, you know, like, man, I was in this shit for 40 years. Like, you know, one of those like old, old timers. Hey, I remember when I was a kid and I, I think we we're all here early, man. Like imagine being at this age of your life and, and being into like Apple and shit when no one thought it was anything and then, or Amazon when it used to be a bookstore. Like I remember when I was a bookstore, I was telling my dad, I was a kid, like, hey, man, you should tell my dad, you should invest in this. Like, because I loved reading books. I was like, it's super cool. You can go on a website and order a book and come, it comes to your house. And I remember telling my dad about Netflix, like when it used to be, you had to, for, it wasn't even that long ago, you would have to rent a, DV, or a DVD and, um, you know, it would get delivered to your house and then had, had this shitty packaging and then you had to return it back to get the next one or you had to, you know, pay whatever the fee was because if, if you lost it or whatever, I thought that was really cool. And I just think we're so early. We're at like that phase of, of, of Web3. It's just super early. Like it was an idea before, you know, like 17 and 18, it was like an idea. Now it's still like kind of an idea, but you're starting to see and be able to use it and do things with it. But like I said earlier, like once you get, all these different things in there like music and and we're already starting to get the art but like the art is just the art right now it's like not the next level like i believe nfts are going to be everything and uh, you're going to be able to do so many things with nfts and you kind of already can but like it's going to be next level with nfts so uh man i just can't wait it's just super exciting man just to be here this early and have to go through the ups and downs it kind of sucks but you know if you're investing in this space and any little down like really affects you negatively, like emotionally or financially, like you should probably try to de-risk a little bit and have goals. And then, like I say to people, write stuff down because the bull market will come back again. And, well, I hope it does. And, you know, you got to you got to take some profits. Don't don't feel like hey, like Adam's going to go to four hundred dollars or something, you know, pumps up to 50 or 100 or whatever. Maybe maybe take some off the top and, and go do something with it. Go on a vacation, experience stuff from going through all this turmoil that we have to go through like you know it's got i believe the people that are in here right now deserve whatever happens in the future hopefully it's a positive outcome because um, we deserve it man it's like people are gonna i think i really firmly believe people are gonna be like in the future they're gonna say hey 
like you guys got so lucky you could have just picked a picked anything back in and and uh you know that's why you got lucky well no it's we had to do all this homework and do all these shows and go through all this bullshit and you know, seeing like your Luna go from like over a hundred dollars down to zero, like instantly. <laughs> it's like, they don't know about all that shit. They're just going to think we all got lucky, but now it's because we're grinding and we're doing this. And, uh, I just, I, 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 like I said, I really can't stop commending people for, for spending their time during this bear market. And it's like, it's easy, you know, it's still nice and beautiful pretty much all over the world. And you can easily just kind of plug off, but you spend time in this space. It's amazing to me. All right, we got a request. Uh, rusty again. Keep getting rugged, Rusty. I actually got rugged earlier. Uh, I kind of wish uh, Twitter Space was available on like iPad and stuff too, but I'm so happy it still exists. Uh, to me, it's like the modern day podcast now. It just I don't really use Twitter, so when it came on, everyone was like, "Oh, Twitter Space!" And I was like, "Holy shit, so much has changed." I know, bro. I have like a studio set up. And uh, the only time I get to really use it is on calls with like a team or whatever. Like Twitter, I have to hold the freaking phone next to my mouth while I'm like doing other shit on the computer and trying to multitask. It'd be nice if I could like utilize my nice setup, but I don't know. Maybe they they need more devs or something in Twitter. They don't have the funding or something, which we should probably try to see if they want to put it on chain to get more funding. <laughs> it's like uh, it's starting to improve, but it's just it's so antiquated. It's like come on, bro, like. Even with shows, like, it used to be you hit record and it would record no matter what. Now, at the end of the show, like, this little button comes up. And sometimes on my phone, it doesn't. So then I have to, like, it won't record. And then I have to get it from archives, especially if uh, Terra Spaces isn't in here. It just gets really old. It's like, bro, come on. Like, you guys have so much money. Can we get with it already? Can I, like, use my freaking microphone? And I know there's a way around it. Like you can download like this app. So like your computer thinks it's like an Android phone or something, but I'm like, I'm not doing all that shit. I just want to like chill out and talk about crypto. Like what I got to do all this other shit. But um, yeah, I, I do. I'm grateful for this tool. It's a way for us to all talk, you know, and get together and talk about crypto and kind of learn things. Cause shit happens so fast in the space. Like if it wasn't for Twitter, it'd be almost impossible to find out about it. Like how, how else would you do it? You know, you'd have to literally go on everyone's, um, you know, I guess website all the time and stuff like that. So I am grateful for Twitter because it is like overpowered when it comes to come to crypto. It's like, if you're trying to like, like learn in the space, you have to be on Twitter. Like YouTube's kind of cool to like get the people that aren't in crypto over. Like, I think that's a really good tool. I don't have time for it. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't even know the last time I watched a YouTube video. Like, I'm paying for it because I don't want ads, but I rarely watch it. If I do, it's about sports. Like, I'm just trying to chill and watch, like, some shit about sports. I'm rolling the boxing. Like, I'm not I'm not using that tool right now for crypto. Uh, so, I mean, I do commend the people that are, like, kind of grinding on YouTube, but I think it's it's almost, like, a lost cause in a way. Like, because I don't know. You, you can get people over that aren't into it, but like once they're in it, like, I don't know how much it's really that useful anymore, in my opinion. But not, not to shit on anyone out there listening that, that grinds on YouTube. I respect the grind. I just, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's hard because it's like you have to plan out, right? Like, if you're doing something on YouTube, like, how early can you be with the information, right? It's like you can't really be early. Like, Twitter, it takes a second. I could tweet out some, some alpha that's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. Like, what are you going to do Go make a video real quick? Like it takes more time and resources. So I keep trying to think about like, if we were to describe Twitter to people like 10 years, I'd be like, Hey, you could talk to your favorite billionaire. You can see what you're saying. You can see what he's saying, all of this. People are like, what the fuck are you talking about? You wizard, you know? And then I try to imagine 10 years from now, 
when people from all, you know, in the future be like, hey, it's crazy that we could do all this stuff with blockchain technology. Could you imagine trying to explain this to people? That people can buy each other rewards mile, your like, uh, you know, airport lounge passes, NFTs, you can sell that, trade it, borrow it. Like, I can't even imagine. That's how like fast and crazy technology explodes is sometimes it just all feels like magic and it all happens within a span of a few years, 10 years max. Yeah, man, shit just happens. Like, I'm convinced, like, like osmosis recently has been running a little bit slower than it used to. I'm convinced it's because there's so much building on it. Like, that's probably why it's slowing down. Maybe I'm wrong. I just think, like, there's going to be so much shit on that soon that it's like, oh, wow, this all happened so fast. Because, like, there are a ton of teams building stuff on, on osmosis. And I, I think when it when my my conviction is is hey it's running a little bit slower today. I, I just always I'm so bullish. I'm like there's there's got to be a shitload of people doing stuff right now that's making it slow. It's not because of people are are and It's because people are building and testing out shit. And um, I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I I just think like you're saying it, it's going to be so fast. Like and that's what I mean about being in a super cycle. Like it's going to be. You know, we're at X amount of people now and, and like 10 X's like users, like over the next like two to three years. I really I really think it's going to happen like 10 X. I mean, it was just like I had the experience in, in, in uh, investing and stuff. I remember when I went to college, I was one of the first colleges that even had the Facebook. And uh, because I went to school in the Northeast and it was just a certain select few colleges that had it. And then it went from the Facebook to Facebook, and then it was open up to all the boomers and all the people that aren't in college. And it was like, holy shit, like this just turned into I remember when you wanted to talk to someone on the Facebook, you had to poke them like you would literally poke them. That was like the only feature it had. It had poke. And I don't even remember if it had DM like you had to poke them first, I think, to actually send them a message like they had to accept the poke. And then you were like able to like DM them. So like. Imagine that shit, right? It's like that. And that happens so fast. Like it went from just like some cool like way of talking to people in college that were maybe in your in your university or, or nearby universities to just what it is now. It's like Facebook ads are worth billions of dollars. And it's nuts, man. I think this is, you know, that's the next the next wave is like all this stuff. So just, even like, like even stuff like Lyft, you know, like that Lyft, Uber, mind blowing Lyft, like open source a lot of their code. You can now go build your own ride sharing app. Same with Osmosis. Their code's open source. If you want to go build your own deck, you can sort of do that. You know, yes, Terra kind of failed and because of a lot of shadiness and whatnot. But the code for, you know, creating your own, you know, uh, paid algorithm stablecoin, it's all out there. It's like, as people build this stuff, you know, this information's out there. And hopefully other people will take it and build upon it even more till we get to these crazy extremes that we're, we're going to see in the future. Yep. Trial and error, man. We're just early. It's like, not everything's going to work. And as long, in my opinion, as long as you're just like diversified and you weather the storms, it's all about weather and the storms. Right? Like I look at it as like a business, you know, the, there's going to be recessions and the ones that are frugal and they, and they basically, they think about all the things, you know, I deal in my life, I, I deal with a lot of different businesses and people that, you know, when the going's good, they're just spending all their money on like stupid shit. And it's like, cool, you know, but now like when the ride goes down or, the market goes down you should you should have had plenty enough time. like i said time it's all about time should have plenty enough time saved away to be able to to do things during the market when it's bad and you know uh i it, it's just like we're super early and like good good tech usually always wins i can't say it always does because you still have to market it like you can build some cool ass shit but if no one knows about it you know like it, it does it, it takes longer 
And I think that's the only qualm that I have with Cosmos is that there needs to be some sort of unanimous marketing platform or, you know, hell, pay pay some people. Like, not, I don't just mean like influencers, but like actually build a legitimate product like marketing. So like when some person goes on YouTube and they type in crypto, let, let's get Cosmos up there on the main screen. And like, I don't know how that how that works, but. We need to be able to have this out here more people because like once you start using it and I always tell people this, like I did the um, the Florida event in May and there was no IBC people there. There was like it was all ETH and Solana, AVAX and um, like all these other things outside of IBC. And they would come over to the osmosis booth and say, oh, what's osmosis? So right away, I just knew they had no clue about Cosmos or IBC. I'm not even going to tell them like, what osmosis is. I did it at the end, but then I have to go into this like 10-minute educational tutorial for them to understand what, what Cosmos is. Because it's pointless. Oh, yeah, it's just, you know, because they don't understand. Like everyone thinks that everything's an application. They don't understand the whole sovereign chain. And it's like, you have your own roles, your own parameters, your own, you can alter the code. You can do all this and all this other shit. So I got to like sit there and show them. But once they understood it, I swear every single person I talked to during that thing, like their eyes lit up, you know? And, um, you know, a lot of them reached out to me afterwards or asking me questions and then they're here. So like, we need to be able to get that to like the, to, to the mass. It's like, look, this technology is the future. It's endless. The possibilities are endless. It, 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 it's so it's like modular, right? It's like being in a car and one part needs like you go take your car to get a tune up or whatever. And like it needs a new oil change. Like you could just do the new oil change and then your car is back to normal. It's not like the whole car goes to shit. It's the same thing with IBC. It's like if Juno has some sort of halt, you could technically still get Juno and osmosis and you know, um, other, other places. And you could, it's not like the whole universe just closes down. Unlike these other chains, like, right. Like I, I mean, I have some Solana NFTs and I have a little Solana bag, but Solana goes down, like everything on that, on that chain, or if you want to call it a skyscraper or whatever you want to call it, is just completely rugged the whole time. That's, it's just like, that's, un, that's not like Cosmos, right? Like you guys, like say you deployed your app on like Juno and some other places. Like, okay, well, Juno goes down, you could still use your app on Osmosis or whatever, whatever chain you deploy on. Like, there's just so much more flexibility because all the data just goes. Like I said about before, being an Oracle, it's all interchain queries and interchain accounts, and technology is so bullish, dude. Like, there's just no way around it. Like, there's just it's it's literally endless, and I I'm just so stoked about it, man. I think when you talked about marketing, I think that's something a lot of projects don't put a lot of focus on. Like, yes, we should be marketing Cosmos, Osmosis, Juno, and stuff like that. But on top of that, what I would love to see is more like quality projects opening up proposals. Be like, hey, you know, let's say, you know, Gelato wanted to do ads all across New York and we wanted 100 grand. Why not? Because if we bring exposure to our project, we're bringing exposure to Juno, to Cosmos, and beyond. So we can't just have all these big guys all promoting we need small guys like, hey, we have an interesting thing. Bring people over. Our goal is to bring new user base to Cosmos, and that's why we want to build a mobile app with maybe like Kaido, Fiat, OnRamp. Imagine you go on your phone, you open up your games, you can put your credit card information or your Google Play points and buy like Gelato or Juno and just start playing right away. Like we want that. And to be able to market that to people, be like, hey, come here, bring more people to the Cosmos ecosystem, we're all going to win. So I really hope more projects do that, and maybe we will try to – you know, create some sort of a proposal for marketing stuff because we got something fun and let's bring more people here.
Yeah, exactly. So like when I was doing that sh- down in Florida, I was just showing people like, hey, I don't care what you use on IBC, just use anything. You're going to have a good customer experience and then you're going to stick around. And I think the chains should have some sort of like, I don't want to say constitution, but they should have some sort of like unanimous marketing, right? Like, okay, well, your chain's worth this much market cap. So this is like what you're like, ha- have it a flat rate. Every chain has to deploy whatever, like say a half a percent or 1% to this like gigantic marketing um you know like spot and then you have some sort of like in-chain governance through everything and then everyone votes on like hey this is what we should try to do with this marketing um you know community pool or marketing pool or whatever and then just get it out there because like i said once people start using any shit on this they're not going to be like hey that was a terrible experience let me go back to ethereum like no one ever is going to say that like Oh, I use osmosis. It sucked. Let me go back to Uniswap. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's not me being like a maxi. It's just a fact. Like, why you're going to use this shit and you're going to be like, this is cool. Like, this is a good time. This is a good experience. It's way better. It's a way be- better improvement than anything I used on these other things. And I mean, that's uh, what happened to me, basically. Yeah. You know, I'm, I was the first time. I was like, holy shit. And, and that's what made me go, what else is out there in IBC world? And before I knew it, most of my portfolio became IBC assets. It just took one app for me to see the potential of it. And after that, I just became hooked. It's basically like drugs. <laughs> yeah, man. But we're going to wrap up soon. Uh, I'm going to put Jimmy up. What up, Jimmy? If you had anything to add? Because I know he loves Cosmo, so I'll let him talk. What's up, brother? I'm speaker in this space. All right. All right, dude. <laughs> so I have a few opinions about Gelato, to be honest. Um, I, I believe in Juno. Okay, let me just say that. I believe in Juno, and I believe in Juno validators. Okay? And I think that Gelato's main core idea is it's valid, because it is the first IBC luck-based game coming to Juno summer 2022. Okay. And I think, you know, for me, what really interests me about Gelato is that you can purchase lottery tickets, okay? And an individual can just participate in this lottery by accessing Gelato platform. And once they purchase these tickets, because it is built on Juno, that means that the asset can be transferred from a participant's wallet to a smart contract associated with the lottery game selected by the person too. That, for me, is an open platform for lotteries, which I, I support. Because currently, the current system for lotteries is a scam. It's a tax scam by the government. Okay? So with that being said, you know, the way that the first participant accesses Gelato platform means that there's a transfer sufficient so that they can purchase an additional ticket. So that would mean that every increment to the counter of five would associate that number of address ABC. A third participant with a wallet address GHI may similarly purchase a ticket, representing the number six. And that will continue. So if you assume they have 202 tickets that purchased by each participant, it will be associated in such a way that each will have a different letter for three-letter code. Okay? That's like a random lottery. That's fully random, as random as it can be, because there's nothing that's say fully random, but it's as good as it gets. So with that being said, for a typical lottery game, the option of purchase tickets may become available at a selected time. And the option of purchase tickets may be available until the game ends and a random ticket is selected by the smart contract. 
That for me is big because that is transparent and audible, unlike this tax scam by the government for their current lottery system used to put money in their own pockets. Okay. You guys understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, and then when no, you win, then when you win, you have to pay tax on it too. <laughs> well, the you know what? Already been taxed, but... I, I think it's understandable that you pay taxes on it. I think the real issue is that the chances of winning are not uh, in parallel with the tax you're paying, right? Because uh, if you are paying forty to fifty percent taxes on your lottery winnings, I think that uh, it's it's weird, right? They should just have lotteries where you can choose to donate money to charity instead of paying tax. Like if it was truly a lottery, right? And ha- if the theory of the taxes is that uh, you're supposed to not make money from gambling. That was the original intention. But now it's simply a way of funneling money from poor people, taking the money of the poor people and putting it into the coffers of the government. Like they give you this carrot of a lot of money, but that carrot, carrot is not real. So with that being said, I'm just, I appreciate how they have the code in the white paper. I also appreciate why there's a starting and ending for the lottery games as described by this whole idea of purchasing tickets in the smart contract, you know, for, cause they, you know, for example, the time period is approximately one hour. And after which the option to purchase a ticket will end one or more random numbers will be selected by a smart contract. Right? So it kind of rolls its own VRF. I appreciate that. I appreciate the randomness and rolling your own VRF. That is big. I love that. So to accomplish this goal, Gelato incorporates a concept of entropy over time. Specifically, when a participant purchases a ticket for a lottery game, the smart contract associates that with the transfer assets that may update a seed value that is stored in a state by combining its previous value with additional entropy. So basically, from what I understand, uh, the user arrays, it, the values are stored in the data array, right? Um, and then that is like the seed value for the next, like uh, when the next function is batched together for the next contract, when that contract calls the main contract, right? Because that main contract is like the seed contract, if, not, if, not, if I'm not mistaken, right? Is that correct? That is. And, you know, as you talk about transparency, that was our biggest goal is we wanted all of our code open source, our smart contract code, especially open source. Most people get this wrong. I've been working on Rust smart contracts with Juno for a long time and before that in Terra. A lot of projects get this wrong, not understanding how to call the main contract, but you get it right. You are smart. You are smart. Okay? And I don't understand. I've heard these weird, complex solutions to this same problem where they don't do this and they use third-party APIs and things that generate randomness for them that can break down because that happens. It doesn't call correctly. Or as you know, in Solidity, it, the failed, uh, the failed, um, when the con, when the, uh, the transfers are failed, when you have your own VRF, if you're using an external microservice, those failed transactions can be rolled backwards too when you don't like the results. So it's actually like not a VRF. It's whatever number you choose, really. So they're fake. So I appreciate that. You were smart. You were smart. Okay. But that being said, I want to add a few more points here. Let me add a few more points. And that is that after the option to purchase a new ticket is closed, the seed for the lottery game will be updated once more using the process described whereby 
they send it to select one or more numbers to determine the winning participants. That is smart too, right? Because that means looking at the code itself that uh, um, basically the random numbers which are found are kind of there already and audible, right? They're not generated after the contract is called, if that makes sense. That's actually a safer way of doing it. So you are smart. You are smart. And you know what? Just everything about this project I like. There's not something that I dislike. You know, even the gelato token I like. GLTO is similarly stable and usable for future games. It's like slots and blackjack. It could be used for various types of lottery games. It could also be used to purchase NFTs associated with the gelato platform. You know, yeah, there's even grand prizes, like you see in those stupid gaming websites, which people are dumb enough to use. You know what? I like this project. This gets the otter proof of approval, or as one of my friends who's a seal would say, it gets his seal of approval. Hey, man. That's big words right there. I, I, I respect Jimmy. He doesn't give out compliments too often. So, I mean, that's, that means a lot. So, I take it, take it for what it is. Thank you so much for those kind words. What? I'm sorry. I'm just saying I really thank you for those kind words. We have a very active Discord. So if you ever want to come in and see what we're working on, have any ideas for us, uh, please jump in. The reason why we sort of, you know, push this project out into the public before we had a product is because we really want to incorporate all the feedback, determine what people really want, and sort of not build a platform in a black box. Like, we gave away most of our tokens to the community because – this is a community-based project. We're going to do what you guys want, what's fun. So if you haven't already, please join our Discord, hang out with us, talk to us, tell us about your crazy idea, and it might happen. And because we are getting to the end of the show, I did want to just quickly you know, say a, a quick alpha news. So after the show is done, my wife and I are going to go hide the New York City G-Key. It's going to be in four locations, and it's going to be in Bay Ridge specifically. So... Yeah, watch out for the clues later today, but whoever finds that G-Key, good luck to you. Good luck to that person, too. All right, everyone. Thank you, as always, for spending your time with us. Um, thanks, Jimmy, for stopping by. Rusty, Terra Spaces for recording. Everyone else listening. actually admit, though, Cosmos Host, that previous project you had on here was shit. I mean, really. Which one was that? <laughs> uh, the, well, is there any point of really... Uh, no, I, know you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, you see, this is actually a better project. They have a, they have a pretty strong white paper, the, the example code inside. I'm just saying, like, that project did not have that stuff. Okay. Its white paper was basically lines and blocks of AI-generated text. It was like people wrote stuff in Google Translate, and the output was their white paper. <laughs> hey, man, that's I'm serious. No, no, I, I yeah, I just... I just, it's like, I try to be um, unbiased and just have everyone come up and then that's what we do. Yeah, but I think you should add a filter there, man. It's, it, it just I don't doesn't... Have, yeah, I don't have enough time to like dig into everyone before I have them come up. But, well, it's up to you then. But I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, man. Um, I'm just looking forward to more shit that's not just DeFi, like specifically DeFi. So I'm looking forward to what July Well, you know, that guy, from what I remember, he uh, had a great background, right? He was a quant at Bridgewater. Uh, which is a big firm, but he did mention and consistently mention how much money he had raised, which is a red flag. Um, and that's not something that would take much time on your part to find out. 
there are a lot of good Juno projects out there, which could be on your space, that have done a lot of work that didn't work at Bridgewater, that had to actually do hard work to get the money to where they are. Hey, man, if you want to help me send me over some uh, teams that you think I should have up, man, I'm all for it, bro. Well, next time, maybe if you could just ask me what you think of like a project coming on to your space, I could give you my opinion. But all right, well, you know, I don't want to be accused of, of sending projects to you, which I might have a financial interest in because I have no. financial interest in a lot of projects, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure we probably all do. So, I mean, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I'll ask around. So I appreciate it. But yeah, you guys have a rest of your good Saturday, man. And uh, tomorrow I have on um, Universe. So another another uh, Juno team. So keep the Juno theme going live, man. I'm bullish on Juno. So, but yeah, man, everyone take care. Have a good day. Good evening. Good night, wherever you're at. Appreciate it. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Gelato AMA hosted by Cosmos Haas, recorded on Saturday, August 27th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. All aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke blows in when I start a session. Plank canvas, plays up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Shit and line them up. Just another fixed game of try my luck. Go lighten up, dog. It could always be worse. Unless you're in the back of a hearse, then you're dead or putting in new speakers. It's a toss up, driver or just tweakers. Don't stress, yo. I've done the research. Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs. It's a remake. Off the cutting floor, we take a little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake. Tastes great, less filling. Less stress, more killing. As he blew the cornerstone out the building. And the box came tumbling down all humble. Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle. Rebuttal? I should be taking off in the shuttle. Getting high in space with the Hubble. Spaces.